Hello, everyone. I don't know what happened with that intro, but welcome to the ODO class, <laughs> the ODO discussion. Glad you guys are here with me. Let me put on the comments. Um, I welcome uh, James and Lee and my husband and Nina. So glad to see you guys here. So we were just talking on um, Mercy Poured Forth and, and Shalom, Lisa. Um, we were just talking about Psalm eight. So what happened when I started first, I, I zeroed in on that word dominion. And now what I want to share is what I was able to look at in the very beginning of this. I spent, I spent hours on this yesterday. I hope that this broadcast is coming through. Okay. I can see my internet's just given me a little bit of a fits here. So hopefully Everything's coming through okay. But I'm going to go ahead and add this to the screen and see if we can discuss this today. Let me see if I can get rid of. Sorry. Oh, all right. So normally I can kind of get rid of this. There it is. Okay, that'll look a little bit better. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning of Psalm 8. Let's start in, thank you, sweetheart. I'm, I'm glad you're telling me it's coming through okay. Let's go back to the beginning, the first two, two verses. Said in Psalm 8, uh, verses 1 and 2. O Yahuwah Adonainu, which means, O Yahuwah our Adonai, right? But it is written, Adonainu in the Hebrew. How excellent is your name in all the earth, who has set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings have you ordained strength because of your enemies that you might still the enemy and the avenger. So what I'm going to do is 
all these highlighted words here, we're going to take a deeper dive into those. Okay. So I even, I put it in here in the Hebrew um, Old Testament. If you can see right here, it's a little smaller on the screen, but in the Hebrew Old Testament, usually it's one verse different in the way that they number the verses for, for those scrolls. So it's really, you'll find that in Psalm um, 8.3. And, and I get this, all, all of this is coming from Esword. So I know you guys like to know, like, you know, where things are, are coming from so that you can do it your, yourselves too. Okay, so I'm trying to make it a little bigger so you guys can see it too. But I think that didn't work great because it took away part of my thing. Okay. All right. So that's what you can see all the Psalm, all the numbers here. And I did this because sometimes things are a little bit different when you look just trying to translate from the Strong's to the Hebrew. So I wanted to start with this word ordained. It means it's, it's the Hebrew word Yasad. And so we're looking, so we have a Yod, a um, psalmic and a Dalit. So here in the pictograph, we've got a Yod, we've got, you know, that, that arm, that working hand. Okay. The hand of, of work and authority, that right hand of strength, the right arm of strength, supporting the doorway, which is like an entrance way. Okay. A, 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 a gate flap, a tent flap, Okay, uh, oh, a way to get onto the path. So in, remember, anytime we're looking, we're looking to form a concept. Okay, so it is H3245. It is a primitive root word. Um, it means to have a fixed or established foundation, and it's an action. So something has happened in the sense of it being an act, an action that has made something become fixed and established in a way that it made it come to be, right? So out of the mouth of babes and, suck and sucklings, have you ordained strength? So where is this coming from? It's coming from the mouth of the babes and sucklings, which we just established is us puny humans, right? <laughs> not that, not the elder race, but, but the, the human, the, the human race. Okay. That's the babes and the sucklings. Okay. You have ordained strength. Okay. You have fixed it. You have established it. It is there and it was fixed and established. How did we see that it was fixed and established? It was a fixed and established by Yahusha. Okay, when he made, when we saw in Colossians 2, where he made a show of them openly, okay, because he made a show of the powers and principalities openly, and he took those keys of dominion and he gave them to us, right? So you've ordained strength. Now let's work at, look at the word strength. It's Oz, okay? So it is H57. Uh, Nine seven. It's not a primitive root. The primitive root would have another Zion on the end of the word because see, this is just a two letter, right? So the primitive root is, is always like the three letter root stem. So the primitive root has another Zion on the end of the word. 
It means might and strength, materially, physically, personally, socially, politically. Okay. So this is what Yahusha gave us. This is what we have access to from him. This was a gift. He, he ordained it and he said, this I make available unto you. Okay. And, and you can, and it's yours, whether you're in a physical realm, whether you're in a personal realm, socially, politically, in every aspect that you have to deal with, I've given you this strength. I ordained it for you. It's yours if you want it, if you want to exercise it. Okay, so now let's keep going and see what else we see here. In Psalm 8, 2, again, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you have ordained strength. Why? Because of your enemies. Okay, because of your enemies. So what is it with your enemies? This word is zarar, zarar. Okay, so we've got the uh, zadi, right? Which is, you can see it over here in the pictograph. You can see it in the modern. You've got the, the man that's been laid down on his side, right? He's, he's not standing upright. He's been put over onto his side, whether through persecution or through voluntary humility, right? Every single letter has a the positive and negative, the anonym, the contronym, the, you know, the two sides of the story, right? So, so you can look at it either way. And this one, we're, we know we're dealing with enemies, right? This word is enemies. And what do we see? We see a double rush. Well, well, what does that look like? Except a double man minded man, right? Who has been that double mindedness that, you know, the knowledge of the good and evil operating in two different mindsets, good and evil, mix, trying to mix, trying to mingle. Okay. These things causes confusion because you can't be of two opinions. We're told this over and over through the scriptures, right? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. What happens? He's He falls over. He can't stand up, right? So that's what our enemies do to us. They try to make us unstable. Why? Do they do it because they do not want us walking in the dominion and power that was given to us by Mashiach, right? Because of he has ordained our strength and he did it because of the enemies that are constantly trying to get us to fall over and be double minded in our opinions and be totally of no effect. All right. So that's my kind of my word picture view. Now let's look at what the Brown Driver Briggs had to say. This Zarar, their definition says that it means to bind something up, to make it narrow, to cause it to be in distress, to cause distress. Well, what does double-mindedness and confusion do if it doesn't cause us to be distressed? And, you know, it, it's 
besieging something. It's taking a hold of something, right? You, you can see it's an army coming against you. It's tearing down your walls. Why? To bind you up, to tie you up, to shut you up, <laughs> right? Because when you feel that way, you feel like, well, what right would I have to say into anything, right? What, what you know, could I possibly do that's going to make a difference in anything? This is the whole reason of it. You know, that's what our enemy is trying to do. It's to make you feel cramped up, to make your way very narrow, to make you suffer under distress, to be, to, to press you down, right? To harass you and vex you. It, it's showing total hostility to you. We have an enemy that is very real and Yah knew it. And he, but he, he didn't leave us helpless. You know, that's what's so awesome, right? So I also found this very interesting when we take this to how it's worded in the Old Testament. You know, I was telling you back up here. See, I've got it all written out. And I, I'm sorry, I should have made that a little bigger. Let me see if I can just make it a little bigger here to show you what I mean. I can't, it, the Hebrew, it gets hard to work with it. It messes everything up sometimes, but in here, it's right here, six, eight, eight, seven. So you can see it. I'm, I'm pointing to it, but I copied it and I put it down here. So you can see it's more than just the root when it's written in the Hebrew. Okay. So I was trying to figure that out and say, wow, this is more than just the root. When I take it to the old Testament Hebrew, what's actually written in the scroll. Because in Brown Driver Briggs and other things, Strong's just gives us the root when we're looking it up that way. So I wanted the whole world, world uh, word. So what I did, I went to my etymological dictionary. This is um, Klein's etymological dictionary. It's called Ernest Klein, a comprehensive etymological dictionary of the Hebrew language for readers of English. Okay, so it's it's a it's a really good dictionary that helps dig into these words. So I went there and looked it up. So but I couldn't find this full word in there. <laughs> you know, what I did find is zade vav resh rest, which would be the first four letters. And it just is described as an enemy. So that didn't do me a whole lot of good. Right. But I'm taking y'all through my process to let you know when I'm digging into something, because this is an audio discussion. It's a study of the language. How do we dig into the scriptures? Right. So there was no word listed with the yod and the cough at the end, only the root in the Englishman's Hebrew concordance. So that was another book after I couldn't find what I wanted in the etymological. I went here which is coded with the strong numbers. This is called, let me just remove this for one second so you guys can see it. I've showed it to you before, but I want to show you again because it's a really, really valuable book. It's called The Englishman's Hebrew Concordance of the Old Testament. And it's all coded by strong numbers, which means if you know your strong's number, you can find any of the words, and it, but it's all done. It's arranged all of, I would say alphabetically, but it's all of beta, uh, by the all of bet, right? <laughs> okay. So anyway, I went there to see what can I find. And 
Um, that there was no word listed that way with the yod and the kaf at the end, only the root in the in in that book. So even that didn't do everything that I wanted it to do. I'm sharing my my search with you guys, right? Because it's not always easy to find this. So then I decided, okay, I've done the best that I can to look at what any authority would have to say on this to try to be a good Berean and listen to the experts. Now they're not telling me anything. So I'm going to take it and I'm going to give myself a word picture. So I put it here. Here it is. Here's the Zadi, the man lying down, right? There is the Vav, which is the nail. It connects things. Here's the double resh. Okay, the double mind of man, the thinking process. Here's the yod and the cock. Both are representative of hands, right? So when I tried to give myself a word picture, here is my definition of a word picture for the entire thing about the, the enemy, right? Why were we given this authority? Because of the enemy. And here's the word picture that I got, the deeds of a double-minded man are connected to what that man is hooked by, right? So what does this tell me when I'm looking at that? What that tells me is my enemy, right? Because of your enemies, and this is what we're looking at here. Because of my enemies, y'all gave me dominion, but how can my enemy get me? It's anything that's still Whatever hook I've allowed to remain in my soul, whatever it is that I'm still dabbling with, that I don't want to give up, right? This is where my enemy takes control on me, takes control of my thoughts, right? It takes control and makes me, puts me under his thumb, you know? deliverance for me and my life has come in layers. You know, I've had a lot to be delivered from and, and deliverance for me has come by layers to where he shows us in his perfect timing. All right, listen, I'm going to put my finger on this in your life. You know, I've never talked with you about it before because first we had some pretty big issues on the outside layers to deal with, right? And so we've peeled those away. You know, yeah, you're not doing drugs anymore. You're not drinking alcohol anymore. You're not, you know, you've learned to, you know, stop just cussing everybody out and, and, and you stop being jealous and you stop, you know, these different things. But what's on on the deep, the deep parts, you know, what are we going to uncover? What's, what's still causing you not to be able to walk in the fullness of your calling, right? What is it? What does the enemy have a hook on? And, and that's, you know, that's what he wants us to deal with because he needs us. You know, I was starting to share my dream in when I was talking on mercy poured forth. So the dream was, and it was a year ago, and I want to talk about it in fullness. The dream was there were, there were all these really tall trees, okay? Taller than these 
transformers that look like giants. And I tell you what, when I saw, when my husband took me around and was showing me the different Halloween decorations and when Lee and I, she was here visiting and we took a drive and we were looking at what people had put up in front of their homes. I knew it was the dream that I had a year ago. It was last November that I had this dream. And I was like, wow, this is such confirmation to me that this is getting so close. This is getting really, really close because it's manifesting. You know, I knew it was manifesting when I saw the Super Bowl um, halftime show last year and the red eyes were descending down. That was totally, listen, the Nephilim, you know, they're, they're coming back into fullness. Right. And then when I saw the Halloween decorations and this, everything was huge and tall, I was like, wow, that is exactly what this, this is. Right. So, so I'm looking at all that. So my dream in my dream, I am up in a treetop and there are other trees around and I can see them and people that I know and respect that I know walk in dominion and authority in the, in the supernatural realm. I can see them in trees and the same situation that was going on below my tree was what was going on below their trees. And they were, it was, it looked like these huge, they almost look like transformers, but, but yet I knew it wasn't just transformers. It was like chimera in nature. It was mixed with the animal, with the human, with the, with the machine. It was a mixture and a mingled chimera creation, right? And they were terrorizing. I knew it was Nephilim in nature, right? And so they were terrorizing people and people were just, they were just, just destroying them, you know, just harassing them and destroying them. And the people were in such distress and, and hurting. And, and I was up in the tree and I was watching my friends in the tree and I was watching them point their finger out, right? Towards the, the, the Nephilim chimera thing that was, was hurting the people underneath their tree. Like, in their specific place of authority. You know, uh, we all have a realm of influence, a realm that Yah has given us, that that's, it's our territory, right? And, and we're responsible for what we do with that, right? They, our gifts are not for us. What I've always looked at it this way, Yah endues us and gives us gifts, right? And they have nothing to do with us. They're just a gift. It's just like somebody coming and handing me a beautiful package and says, here, let me hand this to you. I didn't have anything to do with it, right? However, he also puts within us what we call character, which is our choices. And our character is what we decide to do with those giftings, right? And a lot of that is based upon what we believe. Are you going to really believe the report of the enemy or are we going to believe the report of Yahweh, right? We've got that choice to make every day, <laughs> you know? And so in this dream, I'm not doing anything. I'm not dealing with what's harassing the people within my realm. 
And my friends from the trees are calling out to me and they're saying, shell, shell, point your finger, do it. Allow Yah to flow through you. You can do this too. And I'm like, I can. I mean, it's shocking to me in the dream because I'm amazed at what they're doing. But I feel, don't feel like I have that same authority. And why it's still because of what's in my own view of who I was and the darkness that I walked in and the mistakes that I still make in my humanity, because we're going to sin. We're going to mess up. We're going to say something stupid to someone. We're going to hurt our husband's feelings or our child's feelings or our friend's feelings. You know, there there's things that we're going to do that are wrong, right? That's going to happen. That's our humanity, but it does not have to affect your authority, because what you do is you acknowledge it in humility rather than being slain by your enemy and put to no effect. Instead, you take on the position of humility and you say, yeah, I, I messed up again. Please forgive me. And you go to that person that you've hurt and offended and you say, I'm, I'm so sorry that I hurt you and that I, I caused you this. How can I make it right? Right. And we do our best. And then we have confidence to walk in the dominion and authority that he gave to us, right? So we have to, when we make a mistake, we've got to get to the point where we get over it quickly. You know, I love it. My husband's on here. <laughs> I thank you, sweetheart. Because, I mean, we know we both come from, from that place where, I mean, I think when I think about my husband and I, our background, you know, the adversary had to look at us and go, oh, they're a sure thing. You know, they're never getting out of this. You know, we were both childhood alcoholics. You know, we lived that way for a long time. We were both abused children. And and there's a part of that. It affects your brain development. It, it affects so many things, which is why there's been so many layers for y'all to have to deliver me out of. Well, I'm telling you, when I first read the, the scriptures and I would see the word father written in it, it triggered me so bad that I could hardly stand to read the word because I couldn't even wrap my brain around the fact that I had a heavenly father that loved me. This is how far he's taken me, right? I mean, it is, it's in layers and he, he heals, he heals, he heals as we're able to handle it. And then he, he gives us more wisdom, more insight, right? It is, it's those broken places, Betty. It's exactly what it is. It's those broken places, but he heals them. You know, Lee did a show on, on a mercy poured forth. I think it's my favorite one that she ever did. And it was the piece of pottery that had been shattered but it had been put back together with gold, right? It's beautiful. And this is what he does for us. You know, he heals those broken places so that we can walk out the destiny that we're meant to. Cool. I'm just going to show Nina's comment here for a minute. She says the oldest chess game over souls is going on such an old game that has been going on since the beginning of time. Free will has been given to all of us. It is, it is free will. 
Absolutely. And my husband shared, y'all bless the broken road. That's exactly what it is. We got married to that song. That's how I walked down the aisle in Robert's backyard He he um, of his home. That's where we got married. And um, that was the song that we picked was going to be our song. And on our anniversary, he'll put it on or at other times and just dance with me because it's by the Rascal Flats. And that's what happened to us. Yod saw our broken road and what it took to put our marriage together so that we can strengthen one another and be a blessing to one another. And, um, and it's beautiful. Okay. I don't want to get too teary because I have more to share. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So in this word, the enemy, the deeds of a double-minded man are connected to what that man is hooked by, right? All right, so let's keep looking. So that was our enemies. Now, this one I found extremely surprising. It says that you might still the enemy and the avenger, right? That you might still it. And when I looked it up, the root word, the primitive root is Shabbat, <laughs> right? That we might Shabbat our enemy and our avenger. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. What in the world does that mean, right? So I, I mean, this just fascinated me. So again, I only in Strong's when I when I went just looking at King James and clicking on the Strong's, I only got the three letter root. When I took it to the Old Testament Hebrew, I got the full the full word. Okay, so really interesting. But it is in it's Shabbat. H7673, a primitive root verb, meaning to cease, to desist and rest, to put an end to, to exterminate, to destroy, and to cause to fail. To Shabbat your enemy means to destroy it, to cause it to fail, to cause it to desist and have to rest. To take a to have to take a rest from harassing you. <laughs> amazing. I thought it was amazing. So I hope you guys find that as interesting as I did. So anyway, here it is in the in the full spelling. When I took it to the Old Testament Hebrew, it's got a lamed, a hay, a shin, a bet, a yod, and a tov, right? So here's the spelling in the, actual, in the actual Hebrew Old Testament version with the Strong's numbers. The Lamed Hay is before Shabbat. See that? Lamed Hay. And then Shabbat, but the Shabbat has a Yod inserted into it. Okay. So the, the Ernest Klein, of course, I went there again, <laughs> just says that that Lamed Hay is a personal pronoun, pronoun which means to her. Now that's interesting, right? Because is it saying that this is a gift given to her, his bride, his body, his people, right? This, this ability to Shabbat, just another, you know, interesting question. Sometimes I have more questions than answers, right? But, but that's not always a bad thing. Okay. So now let's look at it. So the Shabbat with a Yod 
between the bet and the tov means captivity, right? And so when, when I looked up that word in my dictionaries, I could see the word and it's a word that means captivity. So to her captivity, right? So it's stilling that, that stillness, all right, that you might still your enemies. It's to her, I'm giving the ability to take something captive, right? When, when we break it apart that way. So when I put it in the odiot, here's what I saw. We've got the lamed, we've got the hay, we've got the sheen, the bet, the yod, and the tav. So when I put my word picture together, here's my definition, okay? You might get something different. That's okay. But here's what I saw. Behold the authority of the family that is consumed by working deeds of the covenant, right? So here it is. The hey, behold the, the authority. So we've got an authority that's being like, wow, <laughs> wow, I'm being given this authority to her is the personal pronoun when we look at the Masoretic, right? And then the the word captivity, right? The sheen, bet, yod, tav. So behold the authority of the family. So the bet is always about the house, the family, right? The family that y'all always wanted, okay? This family has been consumed. It's like, this is our mission, right? to work. This is the Yod working, doing our best, putting our feet to it every single day, if, admitting it when we fall short and getting back on the path, right? Coming back to the place of departure. That's what repentance means. I got off the path. I'm getting back on. It's the word teshuva. It means to go back to the place that you departed from. Okay. That's exactly what that means. So behold in the authority of the family that's consumed with working the deeds of the covenant. What is the covenant? It is the Torah. It is the Torah. It's walking out what Yah gave us to walk out, the instructions, the loving instructions of the Father, not a law that you're under, the loving instructions of the Father. Why? So that we could have dominion over the enemy. It's exactly what it's for. Okay. Psalm 8-2 again, right? So we still have something that we want to deal with, right? It's he's given us out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. Have you ordained strength because of your enemies that you might still, that's what we just looked at, the enemy and the avenger. So now he, well, let's go a little further into exactly what we can learn about our enemy and the avenger, okay? So the word enemy, oh, hi, Tammy. Welcome, welcome. So glad you're here. Good to see everybody. All right, so the enemy, oyeb, okay? So we've got the olive strength, the first strength, the strongest strength there is. We've got a yod, right? The hand, the right hand and the house. So it is H341, the primitive root. It is a primitive root. It means to show enmity. 
It's one who shows enmity and hostility and hatred. Okay. So we know who our enemy is and we know why he hates us. He hates us because it's like, was totally an affront. What do you mean? We're the elder race, right? We're the ones we've got all these powers and abilities, and you're going to put your strength and dominion and authority in these puny humans, in these babes, these babes and sucklings. You're going to give them your power and authority. They were the ones who were the rebellious watchers were outraged at this, right? <laughs> so they hate us, right? It's it's enmity, it's hostility, it's hatred. And so what do we know from the very beginning in Genesis 3, 15? I will put enmity. It's the same word, right? Okay. It's just that this one, that it's three, four, two. So it just adds a hay to the primitive root, but it's the same primitive root. I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel. Now, what I was starting to talk about with the epigenetics um, of unzipping and the generational curses, I'm going to save some of that. Keep it in mind when you're looking at this, but understand that, that Nurse Lee and I are going to be taking, when we finish up this series and we do a little history, then on our next series, we're going to take a deep dive into this concept of the epigenetics and the choices and the generational curses and how it lines up within the tribes and, and, and how it affects us in the body. It's going to be very interesting. We can hardly wait to get through it, but we got to finish what we're doing before we go there, right? So the word picture I got this for enemy was an enemy puts the strength of his hand over your house, right? This is what an enemy tries to do. They try to come in, like, think about a tyrant. Think about tyrannical laws. Think about, what did they say? Draconian, when all this mess started, which was so interesting. The whole word draconian with Draco being uh, uh, the, the snake that's in the cosmology, right? Um when everything started in, in March of 2020, January of 2020, that word draconian was thrown at us, thrown at us, thrown at it. Why? Because they have to reveal some aspect of what's going on for whatever reason. I, I don't I don't understand all of that, like whatever the rules are in the enemy kingdom, but but I know there has to be some kind of revealing to where, hey, we told you, you know. So they were revealing literally what what's happening, you know, and what was over us in that in that heavenly realm with the snake. OK, very, very interesting. I know I did a show on that. Maybe I'll have to go back and and revisit it. All right. So the enemy puts the strength of his hand over your house. There's that word picture for enemy. Now let's look at the Avenger. We got two separate words, right? So the Avenger is Nakam. It's a noon, a kuf, and a final mem. See how it's closed when you look at the Masoretic modern script, but are block letters. But when you come over here to the pictograph, we've got a noon. What is it? The noon is always like 
It's your generations going on. It's the seeds sprouting up. It's, it, it's still going forward, right? And here is the kuf, right? It's kind of like what should be behind, okay? It's, it's like the back of the head. It's whatever's behind you. And then this mem, of course, is chaos, the, the, the chaotic nature of water, right? So our brown driver Briggs definition was uh, to take revenge, to take vengeance, to entertain revengeful feelings. It is a primitive root word and it is a verb. It's an active thing. It's a, you know, we are going to take vengeance by an action, right? To entertain revengeful feelings. What was Mashiach saying? You know, if you've thought about it, You've done it because where does it all start? But right here, right? This is why our thought life is so important. So the word picture is that I got that the Avenger looks to the past as a reason to cause chaos to the genome. What was he looking to the past? The anger that Yah gave us his dominion, authority, favor from the very beginning, the enmity of the seed, the war of the seed. We're dealing with that war of the seed always. That's exactly what we're looking at. Yeah. So I had put this, but we did look at that in the other one. So I'm not going to go there. That was really, that was really what all that I had to share with you guys today. Um, I know there's been some really interesting comments. Let me see back for a minute. Oh, thank you, Lee. <laughs> Lee says, Shalom, Tammy. Glad you made it. Shells brought fire today. So go back and watch your mercy poured forth also. Well, thank you. You guys are such wonderful encouragements to me. I really, really appreciate all the different comments. I can't wait. Um, Nurse Lee's got up here. We must choose to put the robes of righteousness on the light of our Savior, Mashiach. She and I were on the phone till late last night. I kept her up way past her bedtime. <laughs> and we, because my brain was so full of everything. And we were talking all about what we're doing for our show today at one o'clock. You know, it's going to be a very interesting show where we talk about Naftali and his relation to or, or, or what we learn about him because there's the connection to the physical, skeletal, muscular system of our body, which is what holds everything up. I mean, try walking around without your bones and your muscles. You're not going to get very far, right? So we've got a lot of very interesting insight to share with you guys today. Oh, I can't wait to come back at one o'clock with Lee and share with everyone. And then Lee and James also have their show. I, I'm not even sure what they're talking about yet today, but they'll have their show um, at 5 p.m. So we have quite the day ahead of us. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here today and allowing me to share with you. I hope this has been a blessing for your life. And whether you're watching now or in the future, and I just leave you with the word shalom. Um, let me go back one, one minute. Oh, I saw this from, from Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. 
I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. Y'all just does not waste anything, does he? All right. Well, I'm going to try to play the outro now and we'll see if, um, if that helps, if, if it works this time. I love this song, Ancient of Days. It's been one of my favorites forever. And I was so glad that they gave me the license to use it to have this video presentation. So, all righty. Love you guys. Shalom. Hope to see you at one o'clock. Oh, yeah. Bow before the ancient of days. Every time.